Hey everybody, welcome back to Between the Horns. I am Miles Simmons. To my right is DeMarco Farr. Hit the bag, it Miles. It is September the 5th. Hit the sled. About 11.30 right a.m. Pacific time. We are here at the facility yeah. at Cal Lutheran. There's no practice today. Today is kind of like the Players Tuesday because they're yeah. playing on Monday Night Football. So today is the players' day off. They will be back on the practice field for their first Ooh. practice, real practice of the regular season tomorrow evening. I live my life at Blockbuster during these days. The days really? off. Oh the days my off? God, I'd rent six, seven movies. Ooh. And, and no, I'm not going to bring them back on time. Just no. Okay. Yeah, but I'm going to watch, have fun, popcorn, just kind of barricade myself in the house. Do you know you're real? With my feet up all day. I mean, like, I think people know when your career was, but do you yeah. know how much you're dating yourself just That's by okay. saying blockbuster? But it's the same stuff they're about <laughs> to do. They're going to go home and watch Netflix. I yes. do that now. But I mean, you have your feet up, you relax, you barricade yourself from the world. Uh, if you have a family, it's family day. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? But I mean, you try to do everything you can not to move. Yes. Yeah, this is this is rest day. This is rest day because what comes the rest of the week is going to be pretty big. I yeah. mean, I'm really excited for the regular season. I'm always excited for the start of the regular season, but this season in particular, I think for the Los Angeles Rams, obviously has the potential to be great. Oh yeah, I mean, the excitement is real. Um, you know, what you see and what you read and, you know, the roster and the depth chart that we talked about, that stuff is real. The names are real and they're all here. They're all wearing Rams uniforms. So if they can translate that, that excitement to game day and actually live up to the expectation, I mean, this is going to be a fun ride. Yes. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm happy that we're actually getting started. Preseason has been fun to parse through a few things, but I mean, this has been you know, big time anticipation. Can't wait to see it. I think the thing that we were anticipating the most has already happened yeah. in terms of preseason stuff, and that's Aaron Donald oh, yeah. getting his big <laughs> new deal. Six-year extension. He was the highest paid defensive player in football for about 24 hours. <laughs> but I think everybody is really excited just to have him back and to yeah. know that what you've projected with this defense is really going to start well, to happen. Well, just save that date and frame it, and you could always say I was the highest paid guy. Yeah, you don't have to <laughs> talk about you know how long it took to be to be you know topped but yeah I mean look Neo is back I haven't been this excited to see a guy play or to see like to buy a ticket to watch entertainment as I was when the Matrix 2 was coming out like when I saw the first trailer I'm serious <laughs> like I, I like I was beside myself I couldn't wait for the date like May 7th couldn't get here fast enough to see that movie Monday night can't get here fast enough so I can see Aaron Donald play and not just him next to those guys we've been talking about forever on defense. So, I, yeah, I am real, real excited for that. Yeah, you know, it was really cool just to see all the reaction to yeah. Aaron Donald getting that deal from players, uh, for players, you know, former players that are tweeting things, his teammates, other guys from around the league. But I think what you're saying is absolutely true. You just want to see Aaron Donald get on the field and do the things that have to this point, just been on paper. Yeah. Les Need was talking about that last week with reporters saying that, you know, to this point, everything that you've talked about with Sue, with Donald and Brockers, and then you pair that with the Keeb to lead Marcus Peters, your other two safeties in the back end, John Johnson, LaMarcus Joyner, all of that has been on paper. Mm -hmm. And now they have started to see that at practice. We haven't, you know, we can't really watch practice anymore, but. I think once we see it on game day, it's going to be like, ooh, this really has the potential to be a special defense. It's going to be fun. I mean, the, the one thing, and this is funny when you, for, for our perspective, we're in Los Angeles, we cover the football team, so we know. We get to see these guys in training camp, so we know how hard they're working. But, mm -hmm. you know, around the league, if you don't have eyes on this product like we do, and you hear the Rams have rested their starters the entire preseason, or the defense, 
hasn't really played together the entire preseason. Well, I mean, that's a challenge to the other football team. The Raiders are going to be warmed up, especially on that, that side of the football. I know for certain that their offensive line, Marshawn Lynch, for the most part, their entire offense has played more than this defense. So they're mm. going to have the advantage of prep. They're going to be physically ready to play. That's yeah. the one thing you have to be concerned with. I have no doubts this defense is going to be lights out. Mm -hmm. But it's going to take a little bit of time to get there because they haven't been together and they haven't had preseason. So uh, the first thing that jumps off the page, tackling might be an issue. Yeah, They haven't done it. Yeah. Marshawn Lynch has been through a few car wrecks already. Uh -huh. So he's going to be warmed up and ready. The Rams are going to have to kind of step into the street fight and then get going. Right. And that was one of the big deals about why they wanted to get Aaron done yeah. at the time where they got it done, right? So that Aaron has a week and maybe a couple more days because they had this couple of bonus days of practice so he can get acclimated. And so then he's going to be more ready to be out there on the field and contribute at the highest level. Heck, but look, as soon as he's here, you play. Yeah. You play. You get out there and play. Absolutely. Um, he's Let him find it on the field, mm -hmm. and I guarantee you he'll find it quick. I bet there's at least six or seven guys in the Pittsburgh area that are so happy that deal's done. <laughs> Take this guy back to L.A. so he can stop beating on me. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's no place that you can really get real football training unless you're on a football mm -hmm. field. But uh, you can simulate it as close to possible as you can other places, but this is the only place where you get a chance to beat a guy. So... He's going to get that chance on Monday night. Yeah. He's going to get that chance against one of the better guards in the league. Mm -hmm. Assembly can play. Yeah. So can Gabe Jackson. So Aaron's going to work himself up to speed faster than most, but it's going to be rough early. Uh, it you is. think so? It's going to be rough early. Okay. Yeah. I mean, what was interesting, though, we heard – I spoke to Joe Barry a couple of days ago, and what he was saying is that when you have a guy that comes in like Aaron Donald and he practices for the first time on Friday – Mm -hmm. It just, it looks different. You right. know, you're like, oh my goodness, is this guy good? I think he was saying that they had about 50 plays that they went through in that Friday practice. Aaron was involved in maybe 25 to 30 of them, and you're still saying like, whoa, oh, this yeah. guy, this guy, man. Changes everything. Yes. Yeah, I mean, the Raiders are going to know that and have a plan for that. If I'm John Gruden the other way, I'm going to pack it in and slam it at you for a while. Mm -hmm. I'm going to let Marshawn Lynch, I'm going to let Doug Baldwin, not Doug Baldwin, uh, Doug Martin yeah. wear you down a little bit yeah. because you haven't played just yet. Right. I'm going to see where you are. I'm going to see if you want to tackle today. So, But eventually, as that game goes and you get in Aaron's wheelhouse, look, he's the best player in football, man, I, I, regardless of offensive defense. Yeah. If you get in that one-on-one -on -one situation with these two monsters beside him where it's just a guard and a lot of space, I'm taking Aaron. Yeah. Yeah. Even without training camp, I'm still taking Aaron. Oh, I think, look, we've all seen the Instagram videos, right? Yeah, yeah. You know how hard he trains. And it was funny to hear, like, more coaches and less Snead even talk about the fact that, like, look, when we get Aaron back, we know that he's been training. I always ask him, and I did when we interviewed him on Friday, how long did you take between the end of the season and then when you got back into the weight room and started training? I, I like if to always was, ask If him it was that. more than two weeks, I'd be shocked. Okay, well, this is what it always <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah. And I swear he's answered like this for the past three years. He says, I want to take two weeks. I tried to take two weeks. The idea was to take two weeks. But I got back in the weight room after a week because I don't want to get behind. And it's just that mentality from him. Like, he is such a relentless worker, and he is always like that. And so, like, I, I started smiling. I was kind of laughing when he started saying that because it's been the same answer every single year. And he was like, honestly, I, I did try. 
I did. Yeah, yeah. But I just I, I don't want to get behind. And it's yeah. that's why he is the defensive player of the year. No doubt. And look, he's special. And that's why you just described it. Yeah. Um, he's got what a lot of guys need to really work to get that sort of dedication to his craft. Um, so when you start talking about numbers and how much he costs, I usually end the conversation with worth every penny. Mm-hmm. He is. He is absolutely tremendous. He's a mini Hulk in there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's not just quick. He's not just fast. He's stronger than blank. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And he's really, really good. So, yeah, uh, I'm glad they got the deal done. It's going to be rough for a hot minute, okay. you know, against that offense. Uh, John Gruden, this is funny, man, the way I see this matchup. I'm excited for that matchup, the McVay-Gruden matchup. Me too. This is like two pool sharks showing up at the same bar. <laughs> so just spin your bar stool around, hold your beer, and watch and have some fun. Uh -huh. I can't wait to see what they throw at each other. All right, we'll talk more about that. But yeah. I do want to get hit on this um, from when I was speaking to Aaron Donald because it was, it was an interesting thing for him to say, and it got him a little emotional. And I was talk I asked him, you know, who are you thinking about as you sign this? What are you going to do? And he said, the the best moment I had was calling my parents and being able to say that you're retired. Yeah, you know? like, <laughs> you're done. Awesome. I, 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 you've done so much for me, and now you just you relax. It's on me now. Awesome. And yeah. like that, you know, you see Aaron Donald, and you think of him as like he's a smiley character, yeah. you know, whatever. But like that, seeing him answer that question and really kind of get emotional about it, like just talking about his parents and knowing how his dad has really trained him. And yeah. he always told him hard work pays off. And, you know, we shot this behind the grind where you go into his dad's basement and you see exactly where things got started with him. To, to me, that that was awesome. You know, now, you, now for him and everyone who's been through this, now your first seven-figure payday. Now he's eight. But yes. Your first seven-figure payday, it's like, wow, you know? Mm -hmm. Wow, wow. It's a wow moment. It's life-changing money. It is. It changes your entire life. Like yeah. you said, this is different for your parents, it's different for you. Now you have to learn to live in this world. Mm. So when I heard him talk about pressure, this pressure that comes with it, it's not the money. And this guy doesn't worry about who he's playing. I mean, he has respect for his opponent, but yes, yes, it's yes. not fear. But you have to learn to live and operate in this. When you don't have that burning desire to say, I want mom and dad to stop working. Well, it happened now. Hmm. All that's been taken care of. Your whole life is completely different. You're there. Now keep it going. So you can look at it one way. Take a rest. I've did it. I'm done. I don't think that's him. Or you can take it this yeah. way, as in you were an artist and you're funded for life. So all you have to do is make art. Hmm. Now his is painful. <laughs> <laughs> it could break bones. But this is the this is the job. You have earned the right to do just this and worry about just this right forever yeah oh my god how scary is that for the rest of the week yeah <laughs> it's like and it's interesting because he did say that the contract thing going through it was stressful he didn't like being away from the team being away from football as he was yeah and it was just interesting to he manned up and did it yeah some guys would have broke man for that reason it, it should pull on you to be here if you're truly a part of this wonderful team sport that is football yeah being away should suck yes. i don't know how people can hold out and be happy right <laughs> yeah yeah you know what I mean? Uh, yes, you should I, I agree with have you. a burning desire to be here. And some guys do short circuit what they could have been paid with that desire mm -hmm. by coming back too soon. And he stuck it out. The guy's, he's tough. He he's is. tough both ways. Yes. You got to give him respect. Yes, absolutely. Um, but now I think just wanting to see him, Brockers and Sue in the same place on that same line, that that's going to be something that I, 
it's almost hard to describe and think about because we saw Sue out there just with this defense and with Brockers right. and how, you know, you get pressure coming from Deshaun Watson's left and then Watson rolls to his right and then Sue blasts him. We already saw that. But yeah, yeah. I think having those three guys up front is going to do wonders for this defense as a whole because you can't just key in on one of them. Warren Sapp used to, when he was in Tampa, that Tampa 2, that great defense, Derek mm -hmm. Brooks, John Lynch behind him, and, and, and a bunch of people that were there with him. And Simeon John, Rice was there. And John Gruden, his head coach. That as John was at, but he used to consider himself Genghis Khan. I, I'm serious. Like, Genghis Khan, his job was to kick a hole open in your wall, and then they'd <laughs> flood in. That's how he thought. That's, that's why hilarious. he was so great, but I'm serious. Yeah. That's exactly what he did. Yeah. Uh, when he dominated from that three-technique position, it just opened everything else up for mm -hmm. that entire defense. Tampa 2 is not that complicated. Right. It's not that complicated at all. If you've got four guys that can rush, you've got a defense because you've got the extra guy behind you in coverage, right? Mm -hmm. So if that three-technique penetrates, dominates, gets up the field, is, is remotely credible, the defense takes off. Mm. Every defense takes off. Now imagine if that guy was the best player in the game in the same situation where that guard can't get help from the center or tackle. Yeah. It's just him and the three technique. Yes. It just opens everything up for the defense. Do you think, how do you think that affects the back end? I mean, just in terms of speeding things up. You don't from get the double moves. You don't get very many double moves. Okay. Like as a corner, um, their first move, that route you see from a receiver, uh, it's probably going to be the one he's running. Yeah. Sometimes you'll get set up. It looks like a normal out, and then he breaks it up or breaks it back or what yeah. have you. So it's called a double move. Uh, you don't get many of those. Yeah. Because quarterbacks can't stand back there. The pressure mm -hmm. is coming. Um, every now and then, look, every team gets tired. Every, and, and Aaron is human. Sometimes you get tired in your pass rush, and you can't get there, or the other guy wins, and you'll have a chance for that to happen. But you'll see fewer than most. You just can't hold the football that long. So you've got Tlaib out there, you've got Peters, you've got LaMarcus Joyner that are all jumping the first route for the most part. Right. So that changes everything. Pressure changes everything in football. I think it's just going to be really good to see those guys. It's going to be fun to watch because this is not the kind of defense I think that the Rams had last year, if that makes sense. And I don't mean to disparage those guys who are on the 2017 Rams because they clearly were good enough for the Rams to win that division. But I just think from the standpoint of you've got two guys who are really perfect for Wade Phillips' system on the outside at corner. Right? We've seen Tlaib really excel and win a Super Bowl with mm -hmm. Wade Phillips doing the things he's done. And now Marcus Peters, to me, is maybe the most underrated kind of value guy. Man, I don't know if you guys can hear this, but there's some car stuff going on that is just a little bit distracting. It's player's day off, man. It is the player's it's, day uh, off right there. <laughs> the toys just get bigger. The toys are, are really humming. cars to real cars. Yeah. Yeah. Some Dodge Charger stuff going on back there. Wow. You know what's funny? Um, as I'm going to do a car interlude, did you see Aaron's new car? No, I haven't. What's it's a Fisker Karma. It's beautiful. I don't even know red. what that is. Exactly. <laughs> a Fisker Karma? Yeah, man. Wow. What does that look like? I'll, I'll pull I'll, up I'll a picture it up. of it that, later. Wow. Well, yeah, but whatever. Like, he Good. posted it on his social media, but like it's it's freaking that's, awesome. That's awesome. Good for yes. him. You've yes. earned it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, so you yeah. talk about, you know, contracts, toys, like that's Aaron's toy. In I remember what man sitting in San Francisco in Candlestick. I mean, this is when the Niners were just great, when they had Jerry Rice, when they had like Hall of Famers. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we were four Bronco type team. Yeah, I mean, brand new Ford Bronco, right? I mean, you're happy. And then to see Jerry Rice and all these guys pull up in like Lamborghinis and stuff like stuff you couldn't eat. What is that? It's like, wow, there's a different side to this league. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
That's intimidating if you see that as an opponent. Imagine if you're like this young guard that, that has to block Aaron Donald that day in his own house. Yeah. And you see him pull up in that. You don't even know what the make and brand of the car is. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, Wow. So Serena asked me this question actually when we were doing Rams report, and I want to bring it up here because I think it's it's an interesting topic. Who do you think benefits the most on the Rams from Aaron being back? Oh man. Um, Anybody on the outside of him. Uh, It could be Ebelcom, it could be Matt Longacre, anybody that lines up to his immediate. Well, it's hard to say what his his best pass rush side is. I'll say when he puts his right hand down. So the left defensive end outside linebacker. Um, When he's flying off the football and he's going up the field, there's going to be lanes everywhere because you have to slide to him and how fast and how strong he is. So anybody to his... Immediate outside is going to benefit, no doubt. What if that he's okay? So and everybody in the back end because you can't hold the football, right? And Jared Goff because you get the ball back more. That okay? <laughs> so you've literally answered the same oh, one I'm that sorry? I did. So, yeah. No, I mean no. I think that's what, good. It just means that we're on the from same the best page. Best player in the game coming back to the field. Everybody. Yes, of course. Even the guy in the nosebleed. <laughs> <laughs> because he gets to watch. Yes. Well. <laughs> yeah. No, I, but I think that's right, just because of the way Aaron changes the game. Look, yeah. it was funny, I think, talking to Ndamukong Sue a couple of weeks ago, and he said that when you're working pass rush, a lot of the times the three technique and then the edge rusher to his opposite side mm-hmm. of the line are the guys that are going to work together in tandem the most because you've got that inside pressure, yeah, yeah. and then the other guy is coming around the other side, right? So, I, and... I asked him, like, oh, is that something you feel like you're going to be able to do here? And he's like, I think that might be giving away secrets. Oh. So well, that's something that's interesting just to think about, right? If yeah, you yeah. have Aaron well, Donald look, I don't think you're giving away trade three secrets. technique and then yeah. you have Sue on the outside, does that, like, just make uh, an offensive line's mind well, explode? Because who you block? It's not trade secrets. Turn on any Rams video of the last five years. You'll, and see you'll see the same Aaron what we're Donald talking about. and Robert Quinn. Yeah, you'll yes. see what we're talking about yeah. and who it benefits and why, you know, and yeah. and how that plays into Aaron being unblockable mm-hmm. because he realizes how you're trying to block him mm-hmm. at some point and mm-hmm. then changes his approach. Um, Jamon Brown, um, I asked him like, I, I was complimenting Jamon on how much better he's gotten as a player, and then we talked about blocking Aaron. If you can block Aaron in practice, you can block just about anybody. Yeah. So. And what makes him so much better than everyone else, there's almost nothing you can do. If you get your hands on him, he's strong enough to get him off. Mm-hmm. He can run by you. He's got great technique working with knives. Yes. There's Fake nothing knives. he can't morph into. Right. And there's nothing he relies on more right. than one. Like some guys rely on speed. Some guys rely on power. It depends on how you set Aaron. Mm-hmm. It, it, is, it, 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 it depends on what set you give him as to what Aaron you'll see on that play. Right. Yeah, that means you're great. Right. Well, and it's also why he can play on the inside and then on the outside. As we've seen, you know, I think we saw it a little bit with Greg Williams where he was playing on the outside um, back I think that was out of necessity. (laughs) Yes. But also, I know, we we saw last year during the Atlanta game, too, where I think it's not necessarily as much necessity as it is just scheme and where this guy can attack the defense's weak point, you know? And, I, you know, I mean, you'd have to be in the meeting room, but, I mean, just being a former guy out there, yeah, I, I bet Aaron can call his shot. Oh, yeah. Like, if he says, hey, bump inside, I'm going to take this guy, well, you do it. That didn't come from the <laughs> sideline, that's him. <laughs> that's just the way it is. If production equal tolerance, day, right? Production equal tolerance. 
Yeah, if he feels I, I've got the best advantage, I'll take it. Mm -hmm. You slide here and do my job. Yes. Yeah. All right, well, we've talked about the defense a lot and how they benefit with Aaron Donald coming back and everything, but as this is really the first podcast of the regular season, I want to talk offense, too, because mm -hmm. I think there's something to what this growth can be. How much difference do you expect out of this? How much do you expect the offense to be different from what it was last year? I think um, you're going to see some different stuff because Brandon Cooks is here now. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, kind of combine, if I could, combine what Sammy Watts was giving you and Tavon Austin. Sammy Watkins. Sammy, what did I say? Watts. I'm sorry. Sammy Watkins. Who's Sammy Watts? I don't know. Okay. But we got to call time out on that. Oh, my God. Thank you for stopping. Wow. Sammy Watkins uh -huh. and Tavon Austin. Combine those two players. Ooh. Yeah. Well, that's. So <laughs> I know. <laughs> will, it, will it change? Yeah, it'll be a little less obvious. When Tavon's in, or was in, you kind of knew what the game plan right. was. Um, now with Cooks, you don't know. It's either he can take you on a go route yeah. and he can hit you on an end around. He can. Yeah, so the deception will be there more than it was last season, which helps the Rams. You know what phrase I always think about? It's the illusion of complexity. Yeah, yeah. Because that's something that Sean McVay says. It's also something that um, Matt LaFleur yeah. has started to say. I mean, he picked it up, obviously, being the offensive coordinator here, now the offensive coordinator in Tennessee. I was reading something the other day, and he used that same phrase. Jared Goff has used that phrase. Mm -hmm. You know, where you have plays that start out the same, but they end up different. Oh, yeah. You know, have things that look different, but actually it's the same. That I think we're going to see even more of this season with that Sean McVay offense in year two in Los Angeles. Well, there's that one play that Mike Leach just ran. This is a great example of what we're talking about. What do you call that? Simplicity? Complexity? What the is illusion it? of complexity? The illusion of complexity. That big gulp formation. Big Have you seen that? You, formation. It's it's the wildest looking formation ever. It's crazy, but all he did was run a simple little zone play to the inside. <laughs> so it it looks complicated, but he's just running the football. So, you know, the Rams could call everybody calls inside outside zone. Yes. The whole yes. league runs yes. inside outside zone, but how you get to it, mm -hmm. that's the illusion of complexity. So right. we're just gonna run an outside zone here, but we're gonna quick count you. Or we're gonna go no huddle to get to it. So it's just how you get to those plays that make it look like it's magic. But really, it's it's the same play you've defensed a thousand times. They just got to it quick, well, quicker that, than you. And that's what happens when you start varying tempos and oh, doing yeah. different things like that. It, it allows you to kind of catch a defense off guard. And that's why I think so many of those plays last year were just wide open passes for yeah. Derek Goff. That's what that's the fear I have for Gruden. What's like that? I said, he's not stupid. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's he's not dumb. He well, knows who the Rams have on defense. Yes. And what is he going to do to combat that and yeah. how? I can't wait to see that. Yes. That's the thing that scares me. That is definitely going to There's be There's going to be match. a wrinkle, yeah, that you haven't seen or prepared for, just like the Rams. Sean McVay has a thousand things you haven't seen or prepared for, mm -hmm. and you're going to be caught flat-footed on defense. That's the the element of surprise to any offense, especially this one. But John Gruden is also a smart guy. He's been in this game a long time. He's going to have something you're not ready for on game day. Do you think that Todd Gurley can get more yards and more touchdowns than last season? Yes. Uh, Even with? Especially running, yeah. Okay. Um, look, this is funny. This week, Monday, or for the rest of the year, it's MVP versus VIP. Todd's the MVP. And this is going to sound really gross, right? Uh -oh. <laughs> Have you ever seen like a Rambo knife or been to like a store where they sell knives? And some of these, the craftsmanship on these knives, they're awesome. And the way they're shaped and looked and all this, 
Okay. It looks. It's a. Piece I don't know. Of, I don't know where you're going with. It's this. a piece of art, though, right? Right. And after you get finished looking at how pretty this thing is, you realize this is made for one thing. Uh huh. Well, that's Todd. <laughs> 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 you unleash that. You do. That's your best weapon on offense. You unleash that against everybody, especially running the ball. Yes. Especially. So sure, he can score more. I expect a lot of explosive runs uh, with the way they they plan to use him and. He's never going to be better than what he is right now. He well, is in his prime. He's at his peak. Run him. Absolutely. And he also says he's feeling really good. That's Use that. His body right now, he was saying the other day, is in as good as it's felt yeah. starting a regular season. And he's in condition for it. So that's MVP um, or MDM, most dangerous man. Use that guy. Okay. VIP is Jared. Okay. Yeah, you you make sure you have secret service for him. You need him to be you need him to be upright right. and good and yes. great. Yes. For the rest of the year. Right. Yeah. So it's MVP Monday. Use Todd. Okay. VIP Jared. Make sure he doesn't get tagged. All right. Well, in terms of making sure he doesn't get tagged, that actually leads us into our next discussion of the 53-man roster as it was first constructed uh, when cutdowns had to come in mm -hmm. on Saturday at one o'clock Pacific time. So one of the interesting things about that roster is that the Rams kept basically three backup linemen, and all of them are rookies. Now. Right now, and they earned it, man. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Right now, it's it, it looks like Austin Blythe yeah. is going to be the right guard for the first two games of the season as Jamon Brown is suspended. So that does leave you that three extra linemen who are going to, two of them probably will be active. Mm -hmm. So those are going to be Joe Noteboom, third round pick. And you've got Brian Allen, uh, center. You got center protection? Yes. Yep. And then you also have Jamil Demby. And you've got a floater. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And so, Boom is your left tackle insurance. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's probably your swing. And both tackle. those guys have had, all three guys have had enough reps that if you were thinking of them as starters, you'd be okay starting them with, with the amount of reps as they took in training camp and preseason. Mm -hmm. They're ready to play. So yes. they, they got those guys ready to play. That was the good thing about not having your front line play as much. Yes, yeah. definitely. For sure. I, I think when you look at it, you can see that Noteboom had some of the most oh. snaps of any preseason player on offense, which I think speaks to your point. They got him ready to play just by giving him that game experience because he's a rookie. You know, maybe it's being taught, maybe it's just him, but when you see a guy vary his sets like that, that's 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 veteran-type play where, where he pass sets. Uh -huh. it, it's different every time. He'll give the defender one hand, he'll take it away, he'll – Quick count you or quick set you. He'll do a lot of things. That's experienced play at left tackle. That's a guy you'd feel comfortable with in, in this offense if you had to go an extended period. Because I, I think a big reason is because. Hey, that's Josh Reynolds. Yes, it is Josh he Reynolds. He jumps really high. He jumps really, and really high. And catches touchdowns. We like yes. Josh Reynolds. There we yeah, go. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> never know who will walk by. I, on I'm going to start calling people out. Yeah. Okay. Um, you made me lose my train of thought. Oh, you know yeah. what? Joe Noteboom. Yes. All right. So I think the big reason why he looks like a veteran is because he has one of the best veterans in the league mentoring him yeah. and being willing oh, to mentor him. It was relentless. Aaron Cromer is a drill specialist, a technician. He yes. will teach you. Yes. And so sometimes as a player, when you're not in, you get a chance to drink water and just relax. Well, no, not when Andrew Whitworth is off that day. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to get coached more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. It's all good stuff, and right. it's going to help you be better. It's just, wow, rookie, you're getting it from all sides. <laughs> well, you're getting it, but they, have, they feel like they had to get this guy ready to yeah. play and quickly. And I think just from the standpoint of, all right, you don't have anyone else right now on your offensive line who's not going to be starting 
who has any experience, yeah. right? You know, you had somebody like that in Cornelius Lucas. You mm-hmm. had somebody in like that in Daryl Williams. Those guys are gone. You know, they, mm-hmm. it was interesting talking to Les Need. He said that they were really trying to bring back Aaron Neary for the practice squad, but then right. the Browns claimed him. Right. So you don't He's even have that starting. Guy. Yeah. He, he definitely could. <laughs> At some point. Well, right. they have a couple of former Ram offensive linemen oh, yeah. over there now. Yeah. Greg Robinson is there too. Well, I mean, Daryl and Lucas, Daryl Williams and Lucas, they were guys you can trust to know what they're doing, right? But in, in tough situations versus who they're playing, it did make you hold your breath. A little bit. Yeah. Well, I think at some point with the more reps Joseph Noteboom gets, he's going to be better than both players. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think he might be there already. Yeah. He just got here. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you're losing experience or game experience, but you're gaining a really good, a better player in my opinion. I, I would agree with you. Yeah. And I think the when they saw Noteboom be able to block Clowney, to be able to block Watt against the Texans, it sort of solidified in their minds, all right, you know yeah. what, this is a guy that we know we can trust. He looked like Joseph Noteboom against those guys. You ever, like, you, you see a guy in practice or in games against, I don't want to say no-name guys, but not all pros, and they look great. And then when they get in against all pros, they look like a completely different guy. Yes. Well, Noteboom looked like Noteboom. Yes. He looked like he looked him like versus who, just about the guy that played. we learned to expect yes. in practice. Yes, exactly. All right. Yeah. Uh, so that's one position in the offensive line. Um, anybody, anything else sort of surprise you about the 53-man construction? Uh, Justin Davis, pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Because, I mean, we didn't see him that much mm-hmm. in games. Uh, and I'd hoped, you know, your your inner hope is I hope he's shown enough to stay here because he's really good. He's really talented. Yeah. Yeah, he can make some things happen in this offense. He is, I think he's a player on the rise. So um, I, I was happy to see that he was. his name was still there once the final 53 came out. Yeah, I, I, th- I agree with you. It, it was interesting looking at him from the standpoint that you've got also John Kelly, mm-hmm. who did so much in the preseason and looks like he could really be a dude for you on yeah. the offense. Um, but it, they seem to really like Justin Davis. They did last year. I mean, he made the initial 53-man roster last year as well. Didn't get much playing time, but he was still there. I think right now he could be an important player on special teams. We'll see. I mean, we'll, we'll see what his role is going to be and, and what he does with it. But, I mean, what I do know, I liked when I saw him carrying the football outside of, I think, a, a few when he put it on the ground once or twice way back when. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Outside of that, I mean, I love his wiggle. I love the way he, he operates in space, just like John Kelly. Mm-hmm. I love the way they operate in space and how they get to space. Um, so when you think of this running back room with Todd leading the way, the tip of the spear, so to speak, Malcolm Brown being the key backup. Yeah. Um, a, a guy, to me, you play beat the clock with Malcolm. He just beat you to death yes and then those other two that you can mix and match and possibly get something explosive out of them and special teams yeah that's a pretty good room i agree yeah i agree uh tight ends room is a little bit different um john munt makes the squad yeah earned it over tameric hemingway and i agree with you that he definitely earned it hemingway comes back on the practice squad so there's a chance that he could be elevated he could still latch on with the team for next year but that i think maybe people didn't necessarily expect but i I think you and i both did yeah i mean i guess if you're counting up and, and targets and whatnot, and you might say that, that Munt got more targets. Well, that doesn't mean they just called his number more than the other guy. Uh, knowing your assignment really helps. <laughs> yeah, especially when that play might be your play. Right. Yeah, so look, he, he earned it. I think he's a great tweener type, um, a move guy, kind of similar to the Raiders. <laughs> well, what they have. Right. Yeah. Well, I think that you're sort of replacing Derek Carrier, who is with the Raiders with the now, Raiders. with John yeah. Munt, who right. has shown that he has that ability to be that role. Jared Cook 
their tight end is absolutely dangerous. He is, especially when he's detached. When he catches the ball. When he's detached, he is absolutely dangerous. And, and catches the ball. I'll answer two questions. How do I think teams are going to attack the Rams' defense? Probably go after the linebackers with tight ends. Yes. Yeah. You might think you have an advantage there. I, I would bet John Gruden thinks the same thing. Yeah. But going back to this group, yeah. as long as Gerald Everett is healthy and lives up to potential, mm -hmm. gets better than he did from rookie year to next, takes a step. If everybody takes a step, I, I think at least the tight end will be a, a a factor position in this offense, unlike last season. I agree. Yeah. Yes. Gerald Everett, I think, is the biggest X factor yeah. probably on the offensive unit right now. Changes everything. Yeah. He really does. I mean, he has the ability to freeze personnel. Mm. Really. I mean, if 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 you're if he's making plays and the offense is making plays and you have to match up with him, that'll open you up for pretty much anything. It's, it's hard to match up. It is. I remember last year um, in Arizona, I think they went for it on fourth and goal. They were inside mm -hmm. the five-yard line, and they had uh, they, they had Gerald Everett matched up on a smaller safety, and I don't remember if it was the Honey Badger or somebody mm -hmm. else. But he just ran a little slant route that we saw so many times with Sammy Watkins, but you just have to get the ball to Gerald Everett because he's the big target. And yeah. you can have that matchup kind of nightmare for a defense that you have to take advantage of as an offense. Those hybrid types, Ben, um, those Kelseys, those, I wouldn't say Gronk, Gronk's old school. That's just, that's a locomotive. Yeah. But yes. I mean, those hybrid type guys uh, are really dangerous. They're in vogue and they, they do so much damage to the defense just by being out there mm -hmm. and where you put them. Um, it just create a lot of confusion. So uh, as, if he can be that guy for this offense, it was great last year. If he can add another dimension to this, wow, boy, look yes, out. Yeah. Yes, for sure. Um, switching to defense, outside linebacker is a spot where mm -hmm. they had two sort of lower round draft picks. Um, who were able to make the squad in Justin Lawler yep. and then also Trayvon Young. That the, that kind of surprised me that they kept both of those guys. Lawler, um, keep working with him. But first and second down, love him. Yeah. Uh, he, he's, he's a guy that I think that, that operates with like a perpetual bloody nose. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? He's like that Like those guy. old NFL films? He's like, that yeah, guy. Yeah, 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 I mean, yeah, Just bleeding from different parts of his body, but he's out there. He's just, he's so physical and he's so strong. He, and he seems like he's so ready for it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like this is not a surprise to him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I agree with you on that. I was talking to Joe Barry, uh, linebackers coach, the other day, and what he was saying is that even though Waller is kind of playing a different spot than he did in college, mm -hmm. when they brought him in for one of those top 30 visits, they really got a good understanding of who Lawler was and how he would be able to fit and how he would be able to work into making a good transition into being an outside linebacker out here. So that's interesting. Like tight end, man, um, it's just funny. With the exception of Tony Gonzalez, I think, and I'd have to check again. How many guys do you know that actually go out for tight end? Uh, not many. You wind up there. Yeah, outside you linebacker, do kind of wind up there. Outside linebacker, you can you can make guys a, a fullback or, you know, a, a four three linebacker that is really good in space. Okay, let's make him an outside guy. Let's see how he rushes. He's great on the blitz. Let's make him do it all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you might find a player like that. Lawler could be that type guy. Yeah. Yeah, on rundowns especially, not afraid to, to bang heads with tackles or, or tight ends. Well, given the nature of the way the off outside linebacker position has just had so many injuries mm -hmm. over the course of the offseason and training camp. And yes, they're, they're getting guys back. Matt Longacre is feeling pretty good. He should be back, and he's definitely going to be a huge contributor this oh, yeah. year. 
Um, you've got Samson Abukam, who's had that outside linebacker spot on lock. But I'm just thinking about guys like Morgan Fox, Obo Okoronkwo, two yeah, guys yeah. that you were really kind of counting on that you're, you're not going to have in this early going. But Justin Lawler, I think, was the recipient of extra snaps early on because of those injury situations, and that can only help him now. Getting on the field, that's, that's the best way to get better. Matt yeah. Longacre, um, I want him to lead the league in sacks. Lead the league? I want him to lead this group in sacks. Okay. The whole world, who the hell is Matt Longacre? <laughs> <laughs> How is he leading this group in sacks? That's, I want that story. You know what, though? It's possible because of the guys he's playing Absolutely, around. and I could, care, I could care less if all his sacks are like garbage. Garbage sacks, where he's just standing there and the quarterback runs into him. I want him to be the sack leader on but this that's, team. But that's, that can happen just if you're in position and you do what you're supposed to right. do. You're, you're going to run into yeah. sacks when you're playing with Brockers, with oh, Sue, no, and with Donald, no doubt, for sure. Don't get me wrong. I mean, garbage is actually a, a nice term in football. Yes. Uh, smart guys know where to go and know where to stand. Yes. Especially when you have great players out there with you. Yes. Yeah, the quarterback can only go so, so many directions to, to, to free himself. Right. So if you're always there... You could fall into 10, 12 sacks in a year. It's not unrealistic, I think, for him to have 10 sacks. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Stay active, stay healthy, and just keep doing what you're doing. Yes. He, he's a technician. Now, outside linebacker for any football team, maybe not this week, your left tackle's a rookie that you're playing against. But yes. Donald Penn on the other side, that mm -hmm. is an absolute beast. Now, he's he learning how to play right tackle. And he's coming off foot surgery. Yeah, and you can tell he's not used to guys running right down in his face without uh -huh. using his right hand first. Right. Now his right hand is the most important thing. So, But he's still a monster. He still keeps himself between defender and ball carrier. He's a load. So, But I, I still think you'll get what I call artificial pressure. Artificial pressure. Okay, there's sugar and then there's artificial sweetener. Yeah. They both do the same thing. Sort of. But I hear you. Yeah, but it might look better. <laughs> I don't want anything than sugar, but okay. It might look better than what it really is because of who you're playing and huh. why. Right. Okay. But at some point, those guys are going to be faced with, this is the team strength, their tackles. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Yes. Your left tackle is an all pro. Your right tackle is a guy that's in a contract year that's playing lights out ball. At yes. some point, you're going to bump into that. But this Monday you'll get that artificial pressure off the corner. You hmm. should be able to get heat on these guys. All right, well, let's talk more about this upcoming matchup between the Rams and the Raiders. The first game back for John Gruden. How, what do you yeah. think that's going to be like just from as somebody who has experience with a coach who was in the booth and then came back, and I'm talking about Dick Vermeil. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now you've got the same kind of thing that with John illegal. Gruden. It should be illegal. That should be illegal. Why? You were – you – if you're the Monday night color analyst, that's the key spot in football, right? Of it's that one side of, them. of the business. Uh, it is one of them. So, I think Chris Collinsworth would be another. In okay, terms another of Sunday one. night, yeah. So chances are, those two guys, let's just take Collinsworth and Gruden. Okay. Chances are, they have spoken to every single head coach and coordinator in the league probably twice over. Maybe Asking not them, the Browns twice over, but what yes. are you going to do and why? Yes. How are you going and to get to that? From the production meetings. That's inside info. That is kind of inside oh information. Oh, my God, that's not fair. If, if, <laughs> if I sat down with John Gruden as a head coach, right, and I asked him right in his eyes, are you coming back to coach? No, nah, I'm happy where I am. And I give you everything, and then a year later you come back to coaching? Oh, my God, I'd put it on you. What do you think, I'd Andy? I'd onside kick every single time. <laughs> what do you think Andy Reid would have told John Gruden before that playoff game that they had a, the Chiefs had against Tennessee? Nothing you can air. Yeah. <laughs> When it was basically, because yeah. at, at that time it was really known yeah, yeah. that Gruden was coming back to yeah. football, that he was going to be the head coach of the Oakland Raiders in Kansas City's division. Well, I mean, but that scares me. Um, okay. And remember at one point, 
Sean McVay, we always compare him to John Gruden. Yes. Right? So at one point, John Gruden was the young phenom. And he's been, at, yes. he's been in this and at this a long time. And from two different sides. Three, if you count assistant yeah. coaching, yeah, yeah. head coach, and as a broadcaster. So he's seen the game from pretty much every level. And I'll tell you this. As soon as he came back to coaching, you probably knew he had his first play called. Oh, yeah. And, and the Raiders. Spider 2Y banana. No doubt. And they've <laughs> repped that and repped that and repped that. So that's the fear of seeing Gruden, a guy like Gruden on the other side. He's no dummy. No. He's not, he, won't, he won't be the one guy that's surprised by Aaron Donald's quickness. Right. Yeah, he's going to trust it. Well, he's seen it. it. Yes, he's seen it a lot. Yeah, right. for sure. I, I just think that the coaching trees are interesting here in this matchup, mm -hmm. right? Because if you can trace both of these guys back to the Bill Walsh, San Francisco sort of tree, right? Because I think Gruden, Gruden worked for uh, Mike Holmgren back in 1990. I was looking this up, so that, that I don't just think it, I know it. Yeah, yeah. So Gruden worked for Mike Holmgren back in 1990 um, when Holmgren was with the San Francisco 49ers. Holmgren goes to Green Bay to be the head coach John Gruden goes, and then he's an assistant. He's a wide receivers coach, mm -hmm. and then he goes to the Eagles. He becomes OC, and then goes to the Raiders as a head coach. So then you also and have, becomes Chucky. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so then you have Mike Shanahan, yep. who is the offensive coordinator of the Niners right after Mike Holmgren, because Mike Holmgren goes to Green Bay. Shanahan goes in. He becomes the head coach there, and then you still have that Seifert, Bill Walsh sort of tree, but you also have to tr think about, okay, Sean McVay yeah, goes yeah. all the way back to those days too because of his grandfather, John McVay, right. who's one of those architects of, in terms of personnel of the 49ers. And now you have Gruden who then hires McVay, and you also have Shanahan who hires McVay, mm -hmm. and then you know he works for another Gruden. Uh, Sean McVay works for Jay Gruden again in, in Washington. So I think what I'm getting at here is that the basis of these offensive playbooks in a lot of ways are the same. They, you can trace them oh, yeah. to the same tree. However, there's a lot different now given, you know, I think, A, that Sean McVay has had different coaches, different experiences, and has different personnel. No doubt. But it all goes back to those yeah. Bill Walsh roots. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're all part of the same litter, man. Yeah. They, they all learn football the same way, yeah. and they're all getting to it the same way. Uh, it's just how they approach it and what little wrinkle you can throw in. Yeah. You know, so it, it's going to be fun. That matchup, I can't wait to see what they yeah. throw, each other, throw at each other. Who does what first? Who changes tempo? Mm -hmm. How does Gruden open the game? Yeah. You know, I mean, I, you'd probably open the game the same way. You know, let's see if they want to tackle Todd today. Let's see let's if see they want to tackle, tackle Marshawn today. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, let's – and then let's, let's play off that. I mean, both quarterbacks and – I like Carr as a quarterback. I do too. Yeah, if we're back in the day when you started playing playground football, remember that way yeah. back when when you were a kid. Yeah, you'd pick one kid as your all-time quarterback. <laughs> if Aaron Rodgers was taken, he'd be my pick. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? He'd be my guy. He can do pretty much everything. There's not a shot in the bag he doesn't have. Like like Jared. Yeah. Yeah, and they're both athletic to run that offense. Mm -hmm. The little stuff that maybe people miss. Uh, the little ball fakes or how he gets to certain positions on the field to have a platform to throw. Um, Carr is great at it. So is Jarrett. So, like you said, the 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 prep to get there and the the playbook, the origin, the basis of the the foundation of the offense is the same. But when you get to Sunday, it's you know it, it's a little bit different flavor from both guys. Or Monday in this particular or Monday. case. Thank you. Yes. yes. Yeah. I, I I do like Carr a lot too. Just, yeah. I think even from the standpoint of his intangibles, like he just seems like a really good leader and a really good guy. Yeah. Like it's just he's he's somebody that I follow on social media because I think he's an interesting person and like yeah. I don't know I think he's a good young quarterback I remember when we saw him 
in 2014, back when the Rams bludgeoned the Raiders 52-0. to Yeah. Like, that was one thing. But, like, I just remember the way he responded after that game was something that, like, it stuck with me. Both guys, they're, they're no Spalding. And you probably haven't seen Caddyshack. I have not so seen So people Caddyshack. who have seen Caddyshack, I, I call some quarterbacks Spalding. What does that mean? Well, they're too good to be hit. They, they, they don't act like football players. Huh. So when they get hit hard, they react. They get mad. They get frustrated, and they go in their little shells. These guys are football players, man. If they get tagged, they'll tap you on the helmet. Good shot. Let's keep yeah. going. Even if they are banged up, they'll keep moving. They're ball players, yeah. And that inspires both units. Yeah. Uh, both coaches love that about their guys. Yes, for sure. Uh, what did you think when you saw the Raiders had traded Khalil Mack? Um, kind of knew that was coming. Um, had a feeling that that was going to be the outcome outside of hmm. – some long holdout that was just bad for both sides. Right. That. Um, I, I didn't see any budging from both sides. Um, so the, your only other option is to trade him. I didn't see Chicago. I don't think anybody knew Chicago uh, would do that. Yeah, I don't think so either. But um, I definitely didn't. I'm sure if they couldn't pay a guy like that, then you can you have to trade him for picks. So yeah. At some point they were going to get to that. They were going to get to where they where they actually got to. Yeah. Yeah. And that it's an interesting thing because I just I, I think about the way. Lusney talked about the fact that, okay, Aaron Donald has earned the right to be on the Rams' Mount Rushmore. Right. And that, with Khalil Mack, you almost sort of think the exact same way. Right, but what's the difference between both teams? And you have well, to think numbers here. Numbers in terms of dollars and cents? You or paid numbers... Derek Carr. Yes, yes. That's the difference. That's one difference. <laughs> yeah. I think the other is kind of where the Rams are in terms of wanting to be Super Bowl contenders. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if you read quotes from what John Gruden has talked about, he's talked about there's a lot of holes here, there, da 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 So he's said, yes, we want to win. But mm -hmm. if you listen to him describe the roster, it seems like he feels like there are a lot of holes that need to be filled on the roster. And that makes sense to me. But And it's kind of the argument that people have said where it's like, okay, I get this more from the standpoint of the Raiders maybe aren't quite ready. Right. Yet. Well, this and is, the Rams yeah, are. This is chess, not checkers. Even though you're telling people it's checkers, you okay. have to think long term. Yes. Yeah, that's what I mean. John Gruden's been at this a long time, yeah. so he knows maybe where the not where the holes are, but where they're going to be hmm. very, very soon. He's the head coach. He knows. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, if you couldn't pay Mac, you have to flip him for picks, and I, I thought they got a king's ransom but it, out of I, the Bears. Yes. And but they, look, good for Khalil Mack. He got yeah. the contract. Yeah. 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 Where's the downside here? I don't see any downside yeah. for anybody. Right. I think Mac will probably excel in Chicago, especially given that his defensive coordinator is Vic Fangio. True. I, I mean, outside of Raider fans, um, the next day I was at a breakfast spot and I saw this guy wearing a, a 52, a Raider 52. Really? And he just looked so sad eating his pancakes. <laughs> I, he, he, just, he was just so depressed. Like, this is just – and he was with his family. Yeah. <laughs> I said, man, it's going to be okay. He's like, I can't – I can't believe they did it and went back to his pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a sad day. But, I mean, look, you're going to love those picks if they hit on them. Mm -hmm. They could help your team. And think about this. It all goes to benefit the most important position on the field, which is quarterback. Mm -hmm. I would bet those picks and that money they save. What do you think about Amari Cooper? Great. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not ready to write him off yet okay. because I remember he stepped on to the or came into the NFL and he was a house of fire. You yes. know, he was the next thing. Everybody wanted one and then yeah. kind of fell off, had the dropsies for a bit. Um, but he's still dangerous to me. 
Yeah, he's just like Marshawn Lynch. They say he's getting up in age. Well, look, he's still Marshawn Lynch until proven otherwise. I agree with that for and sure. And Amari Cooper the same way. And Jordy Nelson is scary. Yes. Yeah. 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 Even with anybody's corners, those two guys would be scary. No, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, but I do think about this. How do you think it will be that Marcus Peters and Aqib Tlaib, with their experience, how do you think that they will be able to attack Derek Carr, Mari Cooper, and those guys? Because even though it's a different offensive system, yeah. you might still pick up on some tendencies given that you play these guys twice a year. Well, I know Tlaib knows Jory, Jory Nelson. Yes. Jordy Nelson. They, yes, they go yes, all the yes, way yes, back yes. to college. So it's a mini rivalry, if, if there is one. Okay. I, Kansas, Kansas State. So yeah. it goes all the way back to that. Marcus Peters played against Amari Cooper. A right. Lot. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think you have advantages there. But, I mean, they're big receivers. If there's no pressure and the ball gets out, I mean, these guys can get in front and open against just about anybody. Yes. It may be tight, and you may not get a lot of yards after catch, but they can get open. So if you don't get pressure on Carr and he's allowed to – sling it at will, they'll make catches. Yeah. They'll make plays. No, I, I agree, but I just, I think that there's something to that. The, the, just the fact that you've had um, Tlaib in, in Denver and Peters in Kansas City, and they've seen Derek Carr. They have not seen this offense, and I think that's another element of this game that's going to be interesting. Mm -hmm. You just don't have any film on John Gruden at all. No. I, I, because it's been almost 10 years since he's been in the league. I mean, if looking at that's personnel, you see what he's set up to do. I mean, with the his tight ends, the, the, the guys he kept, because um, you know he's going to try to run the ball. He's going to preach balance. Yes. And he's got Marshawn Lynch, and he's got muscle hamsters. Yes. So he's got some – Muscle hamsters. He's got some physical guys <laughs> that, are, that are good enough to – to either grind clock or wear you out. Yeah. Good enough running. And the offensive line is very good. Yes. Yeah, from, from guard to guard or at least right tackle to through the left guard, they are good. And the rookie's coming along. Um, and those two receivers. So you have a pretty good idea how he's going to attack you, mm -hmm. but you don't know the nuances just yet. You know what I mean? Yes. And that's the, that's the stuff you find out on game day. But right. The same problem exists for both defenses. You haven't seen this Rams offense and what they're going to do. There's going to be personnel groups and formations you haven't seen. Mm -hmm. And you could get caught with an 11-man check because you had some sort of pressure on you have to get out of. Right. Yeah, this is the stuff, the confusion that Sean McVay is looking for. Same thing for John Gruden. Yes. This personnel group seems to be giving them issues. Well, we can work off this and keep them in that. To me, these are the things that happen in week one. And oh, yeah. That's why that there can be some surprise, you know, results throughout the league in week one when you have things like this. Because there's just that element of the unknown. Well, if you don't break on defense and, and like this, the Rams defense versus their offense, concern. Okay, the Rams offense versus their defense, I have confidence in. Okay. So if Jared Goff and company are doing their job, you put the pressure on Carr and it gets Gruden out of it, you have to change game plans. Right. And you, it puts you right where the Rams want you. Now you have to block these guys. Yeah, 90% of the time. Yeah, right. Now 99 and 93 now and 90 tough. can tee off. Right, but that, that's dependent on the offense doing their job against this defense. Right. Yeah, so the less you see Gruden's offense, the, the more obvious it will become for you. Hmm. And the easier it will be to get to Carr. The more you see it, the more stuff he's going to have for you. I agree. And he'll wear you out. All right. Well, I think we kind of previewed this thing pretty well. I hope so, think. man. Yeah, this is going to be fun. I think so, too. Yeah. Uh, any predictions for no. Falcons-Eagles tomorrow night? No. Not, this, not I, the game that we're going to cover, the game that we're not covering. Uh, no. None? <laughs> not at all, no. Come on. No. First no. game of the season. No. Aren't you excited to I, see it? Okay. I Even predict, though we don't have Carson Wentz? I predict there'll be a kickoff. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah, and somebody will field it. What did you? Okay, did you watch much college football I over the weekend? I predict Atlanta will have the opening possession. Here's your I, prediction. I, I forgot about yeah. this. What? Did you watch much college football over the weekend? Are you going to get to Washington losing? No, I just, just jumped was gonna, to it early. Don't well, mess around. I mean, with it. I could have, but I was going to okay. talk. You talked about the kickoff. Have you seen this fair catch rule that is new? Yes. Where you can like fair catch it inside with the twenty or whatever, and then they bring it out to the twenty-five. Good. I, I thought you always could fair catch. You can fair catch, yeah, yeah. but like if on you loops, fair, fair and just no return. Yes, yeah. no return. But now it's not just no return. It's oh, we're going to bring it to the twenty-five yard line. Good. You think that's good? Well, look, if you want to make it safer, good. Um, you know, look, kickoffs mm. kickoffs by nature are violent. We I, all I agree. know this. That's high-speed collisions. So no disagreement here that most of the bell ringers and the snot bubblers and all the big shots you see happen on kickoff they or do. kick returns. So I, yes. if you can limit that, then so be it. It's only five yards anyway. I, But it's not five yards. You're giving, If they down it in the end zone... They're, they used to be at the 20. You're just giving them an extra five. Right. So be it. But you're not downing it in the end zone. You can down it at the five. You can fair catch it at the five and, and you get have it on to the, the 25. 25. You're only giving them five yards as a defense. Either way, I, if they return okay. it, they get 20 yards, or if they down it, they brought I, it out to the 20. I hear you you're on giving that, them like, 25. To me, I don't like it because it makes the kickoff a non-competitive play. Well, and if you're going to make it non-competitive, just just change, just take it out. But you can be, but it's up to the receiver, right? To to make it competitive or not. I mean, if you got a game in hand and you're up thirty-five to nothing, why return? Okay. Yeah. Or if you're down by a touchdown and you need to bring it out, no fair catch. Bring that thing out. It's your option. Hmm. Yeah. You're making me like the rule a little bit more, and I just didn't. I didn't like it over the weekend, but now I hear you. It's a, it's a whole new, and that's another. Maybe that's thing. just what I needed. I needed it to be explained to me like that's that. That's a whole other thing we haven't talked about. Kickoff, you yeah. saw in preseason, will look completely different on yes. Monday. Yes. There's going to be a lot more stuff going on. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't wait to see what Bones Fossil has for us. Because he did not show one nothing. thing Absolutely on kickoff nothing. in the preseason. Gave me nothing. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, and I bet every special teams coordinator has been like that. Yeah. So You're gonna I can't work wait something to see into the bag of tricks. Right. A professional sure. kickoff that looks like that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well I'm really excited for this game. Me too. I'm sure you are too. We thank you so much for tuning into this edition of Between the Horns for DeMarco Farr. I'm Miles Simmons. Make sure that you check out Monday night's game in Oakland. Kickoff will be at 710 Pacific like time forgot, on ESPN. Also, simulcast <laughs> on ABC7 locally here in Los Angeles. It's been the most team in the league. Yeah, I know, probably, right? <laughs> you can also listen to the radio call on ESPN LA with Voice of the Rams, J.B. Long, Maurice Jones-Drew, and this guy, DeMarco Farr. We'll I'm see you next guy. time right here on Between the Horns. <laughs>